This episode of the BXAP Podcast is brought to you by the Detroit Beard Collective. Offering everything you need to take care of your facial hair, shop online at DetroitBeardCollective.com. Take care of your beard, keep it healthy, that way birds don't try to make a nest in it. Shop online, DetroitBeardCollective.com. It's time to get bit by 8-Bit. Stop it! You're acting like a child! one of them now. Hey everybody, welcome to the BXAB Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. And this is the Robotic Chops that came to take over the show. Welcome to the show, Robotic Chops. I'm glad to have you. You're already more consistent than normal chops. Malfunction, malfunction, shutting down. down, down. <laughs> okay, right on time. There we go. <laughs> right on cue. The normal chops and the robot chops, nothing different. But guys, we do have Jazzy in the studio because chops just didn't show. Yeah, no show. I heard something about Fallout yeah. 4 and nakedness and just couldn't leave his apartment. So, yeah. There you have it, guys. You're going to have the J Squared show tonight of the BXAP podcast, episode 83. 83. In Gears of War, Jay, did you know that Cole's thrash ball number is 83. I did know that, and I bet you you don't even know what that means. No clue. <laughs> well, in the future, there's a new sport yeah. called thrash ball, mm-hmm. and he's a fucking star in it, and he's number 83. Oh, nice. You might as well call him Kelvin Johnson <laughs> in his prime. There we go. Kelvin Johnson in his prime. So Anyways. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Anyways. Guys, welcome to the show. This is episode 83 of the BXAP podcast, brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, the Detroit Beard Collective. So, if you got fur in or on or around your face area, you need to check out this website, DetroitBeardCollective.com. They got products to make your beard, to make your mustache, to make your face soft, beautiful, and smell amazing. Yeah, I heard that uh, there's a movie coming out called Star Wars, and I heard Chewie uses the Beard Collective for his fur. I'm pretty sure he does because he's no fool. Yeah, that's right. And if you're a, if you're no fool, you'll go to DetroitBeardCollective.com today. Go in there. If you make an order of twenty five dollars or more, use the code BX8B at checkout, and you will receive twenty percent off your order. So don't mess around. Get there. Get some beard butter. Get some beard elixir. Get yourself a nice metal or wooden co- beard comb, and let's improve your face value a little bit. Oh, just a little bit. Uh, no, a lot of bit. Yeah, a lot of bit. Well, guys, we want to say thanks to the Detroit Beard Collective, and we're going to move into it. We're going to slide into what have you been playing lately? All right, chops. What have you been playing lately? Fallout Four. <laughs> Good job, Chops. Jazzy, what have you been playing lately? (laughs) (laughs) I've honestly only been playing one game. And that is? It's not Fallout 4. What? Yeah. No, no, two games. I did play two games. I played a little bit of Hearthstone because I got bored and I only had my phone on me. So I played that and it's the same thing. So we're going to move on. (laughs) I also picked up Xenoblade Chronicles X for the Wii U. You did? Because I was like, a Wii U? I still have one of these? 
oh man, I should get something to play on it. You didn't even know where it was. I did. I didn't. It was at my house, and <laughs> yeah, you didn't even it. know where it was. Yep. I remember. I, I was like, Jay. I, I text or called you. Hey, is my Wii U at your house somewhere? Yeah, yeah it's here. It's here. <laughs> I gotta figure out where, but it's here. Right. And about twenty five minutes later, we dug through the game room and found it. Yep. Yep. Took that boy home, plugged it in, and Xenoblade Chronicles X. Let me tell you about this game. It's a pretty game. The graphics are great for a Wii U. For for a Wii U. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would. I don't want to like put people out there and and say, hey, expect Star Wars Battlefront graphics. Yep. I've I've two two major problems with this game. One, it's on the Wii U. Well, okay. So three major problems <laughs> with this game. <laughs> The controls are are very difficult to start. They're when, weird. Yeah. When, when I first started playing, the, the best way I can describe the controls of this game is it's like a... The fighting style is a, a mobile turn base type of fighting style. Yeah, the best way I can say is... Um, you know how you play video games now? Have a stroke and then try to play video games. That's probably that's kind of how it might. It's just ass back. It's back. It's weird. It's just not the way we're used to things anymore. Yeah, and it's like it takes time to like shoot the gun or to swing your knife. So like in between, I'm trying to like you know dodge out of the way, and then I'm thinking, oh, if I'm moving, does it take longer for me to actually prompt my attack? And it's just it's very hard to kind of grasp the controls. Yeah. I, um. If for anybody that's played Nino Cooney, um, on the PS3. It's similar to that, but worse. And by worse, I just mean it's not as smooth. Nino Cooney played the same way, um, so maybe it's a JRPG thing that they kind of like this style. But it's just it's not as smooth. I, that, I even tried to like adjust things and try to make it smoother, but either a it feels too slow, or then I speed it up so much that it feels real twitchy. Yeah. So that that's my first problem. It it does get better the more I play. I put about probably two hours in the game, and it gets better. But the controls are just whack. Yeah, I will tell you, keep putting time into it, and you and it keeps getting better. Yeah, it keeps getting better. Yeah. So two hours into it, and my second biggest problem that I have with this game is I sat down, played for two hours, and I probably got about 35 to 40 minutes of actual gameplay. The storyline is great. It's got a, a great starting story, but there's a lot of cutscenes. A lot of cutscenes. And that's with me, like, not completing quests and stuff like that right away so I can go around and just kill shit. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I would agree. There's, it's a very slow starting game, but once you get past that certain, like, point in the world really opens up for you, it really becomes an open world type game. Then, uh, you know, then the game really shines its true potential. So you got to grind it out a little bit, unfortunately. Yeah. I think a lot of people will, will steer away from this game because if they rent it or whatever, they're they're going to put an hour into it, and they're going to be like, nope, not for me. Yeah. Get past about the first half an hour. That's about how long it took me to – I put it in, and I was like, okay, this game's you know, looks like it has some, good, some cool potential for a Wii U game. Let me go ahead and throw it in. For about a half an hour, I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. I don't want to... The, the controls are whack. The, all I'm doing is watching, like, a, a mini-movie. This is just... It's boring me. And then the more I played, the more I got hooked. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. Like the first time you get into like your motorcycle mech where you're just like driving and all of a sudden you just transform into a mech and you fly and start attacking someone with, you know, like the mech fighting and then the scale of things, you know, that's when the game really starts to just be like, wow. So uh, this is on the Wii U. Are you kidding me? But yeah, check it out. If you're into an RPG and you and you're one of those people that can dedicate some time, you won't be disappointed once you get past that initial, like he said, half hour, hour chunk it starts to really turn for you that's it huh yeah what have you been playing wow yeah been no, playing right? a lot i have <clears throat> well i haven't been playing fallout 4 i haven't been playing destiny what i haven't even been playing star wars battlefront <laughs> oh man i know right this is, this is just getting, super me boy this is not looking very good i haven't been playing super me boy. oh man <laughs> i know right i picked up a new game oh no on a system that i have not touched in a while um, Xbox One. That's next. That's not- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I picked up Yokai. Oh, for your 3DS. For my 3DS. That's oh. right. Let it be um, known, he picked his 3DS up before his Xbox One. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yes. Yes, the Xbox One was a fluke, but it happened. Oh. Um, but basically, guys, Yokai uh, is a game made by Level 5, so the same company that does make Nino Kuni, mm-hmm. um, and has made a lot of uh, Japanese or JRPG games that are famous. So it interested me because it kind of looked um, Pokemon-ish, but it also looked like where it had more more it, like depth, more adult-oriented things going on. So... I uh, played a demo of it, and I was like, this is kind of cool, and I went and picked it up. The game is really neat. Uh, I've been playing it every day, and all I can say is it, it's it's very much Pokemon. It, it's like you're searching for these uh, yokai, but they're like ghosts, and they're hidden throughout your city. Kind of like running through bushes and looking for Pokemon. Right. But they're like weird. They're like old grandmas that like their power is to jump into other people and make them say the worst things that they're thinking to start fights amongst other people and, like, create tension across the city so you got to stop her. Or, like, this giant Chinese wall that has a face in the middle of it and it's called No Wall. You know, like, just really goofy characters that are um, really, you know, they're very Nino Kuni, very Level 5 style, and I love it. So if you're a fan of Level 5, if you're a fan of that style of game, I highly recommend it. The fighting, it is a turn-based fighting system, just like uh, Pokemon, but they added to it. So it's 3v3, and you have this weird wheel on the bottom screen of your DS that uh, basically allows you to do, like... So, like, where Pokemon have mega evolutions, and all you gotta do is just use the gym and your mega, and you're all of a sudden extra strong, and there's nothing else you have to do. Mm-hmm. Here, they have, like, these, these power-ups, but... When you select it, the bottom of the screen turns into a task that you have to do in order to achieve the super move. So, like, example, coins will start flying across the screen, and you have to tap the coins and to build up your power. Or, like, it'll say, trace these shapes, and it'll throw out random, like, tracings, and you have to trace them in order to build up your power. So, like, again, I just like the interactiveness of it. It's a cle- it's di- makes it different. So, check it out. Pretty cool for the 3DS. Then, I uh, started my Star Wars marathon. Oh no! Uh, to get ready for the new Star Wars coming uh, coming this Thursday, uh, and <clears throat> I can say that I watched Episode Four. I watched Episode Five, 
And after I played episode five or watched episode five, I realized my Xbox One's on because that's what I'm playing my movies on. I'm going to launch Ori in the Blind Forest just for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. Three hours later, I'm playing Ori in the Blind Forest at <laughs> two in the morning. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I'm hooked again. I love that game. Holy moly. So uh, I played Ori in the Blind Forest. I'm all the way to, like, the final part of the game. So I'm, like, debating if I go to it or if I go search around the rest of the world to gather all the pieces that I missed just so that I can be as strong as possible before I go fight the owl. No, just beat it. I don't know. I'm you, like, you, might I don't put know. It, you might put it down again and you'll never beat it. <laughs> this is true. That is true. But, uh, yeah, so I've, that's, those are the couple games I've been playing, a little different here. Uh, I will be getting back to Destiny because I want to try the uh, the racing, yes. Sparrow, Sparrow Racing League before it's, before it's over. Uh, Heard good things about it. So People are having fun with it. So um, that, that runs until December 29th, I believe. So, yeah, I do want to at least get, get in there and give it a try. Uh, that's all I've been playing. That's all you've been playing. So, guys, tell us what you're playing just go to bxap.com, go to the podcast page, and right in the comments you can leave all sorts of stuff, questions, or tell us what games you're playing, or tell us a game that we should check out because we're talking about Nino Kuni and we ne- and maybe we never played blah, blah, blah. Who knows? So interact with us there, or socially. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, under the tag BXAP Gaming. Rock and roll. All right. So... I want to take a minute here to make an announcement, a big announcement, the biggest announcement this podcast has ever heard. Oh, man. <clears throat> PS5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're done. We're done. Yeah. So this podcast is done. <laughs> yep. Um, in a way, we're making some changes, guys, and we want to start getting the knowledge out there for everybody. So starting in the new year, 2016... The BXAP podcast will be splitting into two shows. What? That's right. So we reached out to a lot of our listeners, and uh, our shows have been getting really long. You know, they've been breaking the two-hour mark, two-and-a-half hours sometimes. And so we just want to get some feedback, see what people are thinking, what they like, maybe what they don't like, and start tailoring the show. Well, the problem is people generally like everything that we're doing. And they want more <laughs> of certain things. So uh, the team sat down, and we decided to make this move. We are going to have a Tuesday show, which is going to be the recent news. It's going to be the, the current stuff. You know, what's going on in Destiny? What what games are coming out? What did we think of the early access of this? You know, that's what it's going to be focused on, along with your emails, of course, still. And then Thursdays, we're going to release a new show. It's going to be... A retro show. We're going to focus around memories. We're going to focus around old school gaming. It's going to be a retro relapse type thing. That you know, retro relapse is going to be included in it. We're going to have challenges. Uh, it's going to be broadcasted live uh, via YouTube. So you're going to be able to tune in and watch the show on YouTube while we stream it. At the same time, it's still going to be an iTunes podcast and everything. So if you guys are driving and you like to listen to us, it's still going to work that way too. The only difference is you get two shows instead of one. And we're trying to break it where each show is about an hour. So that way you can listen to it in a more reasonable way. You can break it up easier for you, all that stuff. So again, starting in the new year, 2016, we will be recording and releasing a Tuesday show, which will be known as the BXAP Podcast. 
It's going to re- retain its current name and really be all about current and things that are happening right now. And then Thursdays, we're going to release a retro show that's going to be named later. <laughs> we don't have a solid name yet. It, I like Retro Relapse. And we've debated it. It might just become the Retro Relapse show. Um, but we'll be bringing all sorts of cool retro gaming, uh, talking about things like what makes a game retro, you know, things like that. We're going to have topics and all that that fun jazz. So um, we're very excited about this. Uh, obviously, this was brought on by you guys. And... Um, yeah, so we're, I mean, we're pretty, oh, and we're going to drop one more thing. Yeah, sorry. Good call. Yeah. Jazzy's over there trying to tell me something, and I'm all, like, hesitating. Like, I didn't want to interrupt you. I know, I know. But, I'm uh, just going to interrupt you. Yeah, just We've interrupt got me. another big thing coming. We do. Coming, hopefully, before 2016, but definitely in 2016. It will hit the site before 2016. Oh, yeah. Yes. We did it. We did it. Finally. We said we were going to do it, so we did it. We... Started the store. That's right. The store. We started our first product. Our first product, yes. Yes. And it is Amaze Balls. <laughs> it is. We can't. Uh, I'm not going to give any details yes. away. But uh, the they exist. They are in our hands. We're looking at them, and uh, we look to be adding them to the store and launching the store uh, this before the new year. So. Uh, obviously, that means if you guys pl- if you're one of the first people to place an order in the store, for the most part, you probably will receive it in the new year, like the first week. But uh, we're excited to bring some cool stuff to you guys that's BX8B exclusive um, that we made. So we're pretty pretty yeah. proud of it. Blood, sweat, and tears went into these. <clears throat> yeah, and by by when I say we made it, I mean like we fucking made it. Yeah. Like. Each one of these are handmade by the BXAB team. It's not like we designed something and sent it off to some China company to make a bunch of them and send it back to us. Yep. So, yeah, we're pretty happy. But stay tuned to that, guys. You'll be able to find out everything about that, obviously, on our social media, um, BXAB Gaming across all the social media, and then on our website, BXAB.com. So stay tuned for that. Um, One other quick note is don't forget about Pop Hunters. So, guys, we have a bi-weekly. So, what does BXAB do when they're not gaming? We go spend money on toys. And that's what we call Pop Hunters. It's a YouTube show that we uh, record and air every other week. So, uh, you can find it on YouTube. There's three episodes plus some holiday specials of Chris and I when we didn't have an episode. But uh, check them out. They're a lot of fun. They run about eight minutes. And it's basically us hunting for for action figures. Really? Uh, all through all sorts of comic book shops and you know different stores that we feel we can find some cool stuff. So check it out. And then lastly, check out for all your comic book, anime, TV, and movie uh, information, check out Trinity Tribunal. That is uh, on our website now. So if you go to bxab.com and you go over to media, you will see the Trinity Tribunal page. Uh, there's a few episodes of that up, and that is CJ, Ed, and Chris um, chiming in and talking all about comic books, um, recent and past, you know, so what's coming out? What should I buy next? Maybe something I uh, I never read that I should go back and read. They talk about all of that. They talk about what anime you should watch. And then, you know, when Star Wars drops and when Batman vs. Superman drops, that's where you're going to hear reviews and opinions, and you're going to be able to interact with those guys and really discuss what you think and, and create some cool conversations. Yep. Cool. 
I want to drop one more thing. Drop it. Before we get into drop it. Drop the mic. So we did like a BXAB like Christmas where we did a white elephant, all right? Why's it got to be white, Jazzy? Um, because that's what color he was. Uh, okay, there. There you go. You're, that's true, he was. <laughs> so anyways, I, and I don't know who got this for me, Chris, um, <laughs> got this little two-foot Mario. And if you guys haven't seen it already, you're going to hear about it on this show, and then you're going to want to follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, because what I have done is I've taken this two-foot Mario, and I have put him into multiple positions and taken photos of him, and I have created a What is Mario Doing Today? Absolutely. It's so, been fantastic so far. Yeah, he just, every day, I'm going to post something on social media that says, this is what, Mar- what is Mario doing today? And it's going to be crazy stuff that he's doing. I think the first day he was quilting, <laughs> the second day he was drinking a glass of a orange orange juice. Some OJ. Yeah, today he was uh, taking care of the bonsai tree. Have to. So. Can't it, let that get, yeah. you know, shaggy. Just stay tuned, because uh, Mario is going to be doing some crazy shit. Yeah. And also, guys, if you want to see Mario do something... That doesn't destroy Mario, first of all, because right. we, we need to keep him around, yeah. okay? He's kind of a big deal. Uh, chime in. Shoot us, an, shoot us an email at info at bxab.com. Hit us up on social media or the website and be like, dude, how come Mario hasn't done this yet? Yeah. You know what? Maybe he will the next day. And yep. maybe we'll give you credit for it. Exactly. Name drop. Boom. All right. So uh, that's uh, that's the person. So we got the, we got uh, our own news out of the way. So I think it's time we transition into some real news, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna get into some current game industry news. Jazzy, take it away. It's time to take a look at those gaming headlines here on Bit by Eight Bit. All right, I want to hit real quick, real quick on if you guys didn't watch it on stream or on LOL Esports this past weekend, they had the All-Star Tournament for League of Legends. Um, of course, the Koreans came out on top uh, in destroying it, but they uh, what they do is they take all the All-Star teams, they create two teams called Fire and Ice, and they basically have a point battle. Team Ice ends up winning this. Uh, a lot of cool stuff, so if you haven't seen it, definitely check out YouTube or go on to LOL Esports and check it out. Um, they had some cool stuff like a marksman game where everybody had to pick like an ADC. So it was just five ADCs versus five ADCs. And they did another one where it was assassins. So it was all basically like your mid laners versus your mid laners. So they have a lot of cool stuff during the all-star competition. They do one-on-ones. They do a bunch of crazy stuff and they have a little tournament. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen that, check that out. That is cool stuff. But as for the news, why is it that? Recently, I feel like microtransactions are just taking over the news. <laughs> That's because it is. Because right? it is yeah. taking over the news. Absolutely. So my first one that I'm going to tell you about is microtransactions are coming to Call of Duty Black Ops 3. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't realize that they weren't already there. I, f- I, just, yeah. I just assumed. I just assumed that the Nick Call of Duty and microtransactions existed because guess what? Battlefield, uh, Halo, they, they exist in all the other shooters, I just assumed. But now they're yep. there, so whatever. I guess this, I was just a little ahead of the curve. Yep. So what we thought was there, but wasn't there, but is now going to be there, are going to be microtransactions to get um, basically additional supply drops in multiplayer. You can get uh, vials of liquid uh, divinium in the zombie mode. You could get a couple different melee weapons, stuff like that. I mean, 
I'm never a fan of microtransactions when it comes to being able to alter gameplay. The gameplay. Yeah. If you want to buy emotes so that you can dance on my dead body, you know, while you do the Carlton, go for it. That's fine. But the second you start altering where it's like, hey, if you want if you want this weapon quicker, you know, or you or hell, I mean, there's even there's even getting to the point now where it's like if you want this equipment, you have you have to spend money. Right. Um I'm not a fan of that. Oh, well, then this next news story is really going to grind your ears. <clears throat> We're going to go right into this one. We're going to go right into this one. I'm going to need some time with this one. Yeah. So, uh, Destiny, remember that game we used to play? <clears throat> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So, Destiny players can now pay to boost their character's level. Take uh, it away. <laughs> yeah, hold on here real quick. Let me just... Uh... Well, okay, so... So I was given this article early uh, today to be, and, and I was told, "Here, read this. It's gonna piss you off." <laughs> like legitimately, that that's how um, that's how it was delivered to me. I can't tell you how. how but before we before we get into it, let's let's just well, we'll say what it is. You can basically pay now twenty nine ninety nine to basically get a spark. So it's gonna boost your character from level one to level twenty five. Yes, but this this spark is a little different. Um, it does increase your um, oh my god, what is it called? Your uh, like Sun Singer and what are those called? Oh, like subclasses, your classes, subclasses. Your subclasses. There we go. Woo! It's been a little while since I played Destiny. <laughs> So yeah, it, it'll upgrade those. Where the original spark that you got when you bought Taken King, you, it didn't touch your, it didn't help yeah, your subclasses at, at all. Um, it's okay. First of all, it's way overpriced. Okay, I can move twenty five levels in a good eight hours. Oh yeah. And if I really want to grind, if I really want to like go for it, I probably could do it even faster than that. But. So, A, I think it's for $30. I think it's garbage That's as far as price That's the price of a point. DLC. I know. You should make... Exactly, right? I paid... Sorry. It's less. It's more than the DLCs when they came out as yeah. far as, like, the Dark Below or or uh, Wolves, uh, House of Wolves. But um, my problem with this is that it, even if it was... It should be $10, okay? That's what it should be. If it was $10, at least the, at least the price point would be right. But it's just stupid because... This is basically showing Bungie. Bungie's basically saying, hey, we know that our old content blows dickhole. And here, we don't want you to play it. Just go to the Taken yeah. King so you can so you can see. Because here's the thing. when you hate, Guess what level the Taken King stuff really unlocks? I bet you can't guess. Uh, the Taken King stuff unlocks? Yeah, when basically you gain access to it. You gain it. Uh, I would assume 32, 34. Yeah, no, you're wrong. You want me to tell you? Yeah. It's 25. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So basically what Bungie wants you to do is use that so that you play the Taken King, which is the better content, so that, that hopefully you will stay playing the game. And then if you want to go play the garbage that they know is a cesspool of shit, you can go backtrack and you can play it. Okay? So I have a problem with it because it's Bungie basically admitting that their vanilla destiny, as everyone calls it, which is year one Destiny, mm -hmm. is trash and they want to forget about it. You know, they've taken all of year one people's money. They don't care anymore. Now they want you to play Taken King because that's the best shot at, at retaining you as a player. Because guess what? They haven't done anything to their old content to even make it 
relevant in this new year two. Yeah. Like, I don't want to play any of the old shit because guess what? I don't get any drops. I don't get... There's no perk to going to play the old stuff. You didn't make it harder. You didn't do anything to it. You know, you could... You don't even have to change the old raids. All you have to do is say, hey, guess what? We took the old raids, we made them harder, and we put year two drops into them. Yeah. I'd go run every fucking one of them. I I haven't touched Vault of Glass since I went in there just to get my achievement to complete it. That's it. Right. So that's the last time I went in there a couple times to do it when it was relevant, and then done. Exactly. Haven't stepped foot in it since. Yeah, I think this is just... You know, they've come out and they said other things, that they basically said, hey, you know what, this is the... Uh, path that we're taking microtransactions. We're not going to go do the big the big DLCs. You know, a couple times a year. We're going to do little things here and there. And there, are, you know, some of them are going to be time uh, timed events like Sparrow League Racing. You know, like uh, that ends and it's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing about Sparrow League Racing. There's actually a journal <laughs> that you have to buy with real money. Okay. And this journal has, like, achievements in it. You have to do certain things to achieve check marks, right? If you achieve them all, you will get this piece of armor. It's the only way you can get this piece of armor. Right. Which means you've now put a piece of equipment behind a microtransaction. Yes. Okay? You've now broke... And they're spending... No, they're trying to spend it. They're like, oh, well, you have to do all of this in-game content, so you're, you're microtransactioning, you're paying for the content of the game. Bullshit. Yeah. So... Uh, that right there, that pisses me off. Then on top of it, the the piece of armor that the, that you get, it has no like light value, so it's even useless. Once it's just for its appearance. Um, so I I don't know. I, I'm I'm very irritated. Like even though people are having fun with the uh, Sparrow Racing League, I'm not like thrilled that it's even here because now they're saying, well, we got something coming up for 2016 winter and 2016 spring, just like uh, the Festival of Lights. And then one thing bigger than anything since the Taken King came out. And it's like, I don't really care because what, like, when's the next raid going to come out? Are you telling me now because you're not going to do the big DLCs that I'm not even going to get another raid until Destiny 2? Or are raids not, like, raids aren't the cool thing anymore. We're not going to worry about raids. Now we're going to worry about timed events where I have to make sure that in this like three week window I do everything that I need to do otherwise it's gone like I just this is not the way I want to play Destiny I want to play like you're taking flexibility away from me and the mass majority of players that you have that maybe have a life that have a career that that do things outside of just you know sitting on their ass and playing video games all the time like you're you're basically you know shitting on them so I'm not, yeah, I'm not happy at all with this. Yeah. It actually pissed me off so much today that I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about just leaving Destiny. If I didn't have so many friends on Destiny, if I didn't have people that I just brought into Destiny that are just getting started, I would probably have deleted my characters. Because that'll all, that's all it takes for me. If I delete those two characters, I won't go back to Destiny because of how much time I put into those. I, w- I wouldn't want to start over. Right. You know, so all I need to do is say, hey, you know what? Delete those two, and I can happily walk away from Destiny. And I, I don't want to do that yet because we don't understand what these events are going to be. So I want to see what winter is. I swear to God, though, if winter is 
Christmas time. We got trees in the fucking tower, and you know what? You can get you can collect candy canes. Yeah. And you got snowballs, and if you throw them at your buddies and you hit them, then you collect a sack of snowballs, and then you could turn those in for different color candy canes. Right. It's like, guess what? You like, no, that is not an event. That is not content. That is just a like, hey, let's drop this curtain in front of them, and like, and like, distract them with these bright little lights because behind it, it's not finished yet. Yeah, you know, that's what it is. It's, it's garbage. It's so dumb. It's so. <sighs> this is so dumb. Yeah, but don't worry, Jay, because if you. Actually, did go ahead and delete your characters for twenty nine ninety nine. You could get them back to halfway there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. You, you want to know what makes what what you should be doing is you have a bunch of contents in this game that is out there that people still don't even fully understand how to get. So, like example, I would love a jade rabbit. Okay, I understand that a jade rabbit is a random drop. It's a random exotic drop. Okay, that's fine. But what you could you imagine a timed event? That basically said, hey, if you do this timed event, this week, you'll get a Jade Rabbit. Yeah. How many people would run that event? Everybody that wants Jade Rabbit, which is everybody. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, I don't want you to do it to everything and every other week, because guess what? Yeah, you'll run out of weapons to give out, and everybody will have everything. I get it. We're supposed to grind for things. But don't keep releasing garbage that's like, hey, let's go race, and you'll get some sparrows, and then you'll get some armor that really doesn't do anything, and uh, you know what? Then it's all going to go. It all goes away, and you have some fancy sparrows to race around and patrol with. Yeah. And then when you're done, you can pick up your candy cane at the tower. It's it's so yeah. dumb. It's so, so dumb. Don't bring out uh, a seasonal event where I would rather sit on my phone and play Candy Crush Soda. Yeah. Like, newsflash, Bungie, newsflash, I stepped away from your game because you didn't give me any more content. I've already gotten to where I want to get in Fallout 4, and I picked up a Wii U game. Yeah. Bring me back to the PlayStation, that, and that's what it is. Destiny's not pulling me back with any of this with any of this news, and you know, I hope. I, I really don't think the winter the winter uh, twenty sixteen thing. I believe is going to be just that. It's going to be some sort of like holiday festival, right? I think the spring event. I'm hoping will be that thing that that surprises us, and we go, "Ooh, this is cool!" Right? Okay, and that's what I hope for. The problem I have, though, that, that you've admitted microtransactions is that every time one of these events happen, you can you can assume we're going to have to buy something inside of it. Yep. And yeah, you know what? It's not as, you know, right now, if I bought everything that I could buy in the Sparrow Racing, it wouldn't be as much as if I bought paid for a DLC. But you know what? In a DLC, I got I got story content. I got level new levels to play. I got a raid. You know, I I there I got special weapons. Like there's all sorts of stuff that I got for my 19.99, you know? So, and it made it interesting. It made us want to play the game. How many hours did you and I spend just roaming around a planet during the House of Wolves to wait for the elite wolf packs to drop so yeah. that we could kill them and get exactly, and yeah. get coins that could potentially get us some stuff? Exactly. And now House of Wolves is what? It's useless. Like, right. we, we don't ever go there. Do, do those guys even drop on the planets anymore? I, 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 you know what? That's a good question. I'm not even positive. I'm, I'm assuming they do, but... The other, the last thing I'll make about this and we move on is that it makes me feel like Destiny has admitted that they can't write content. Hey, we're not going to do the DLC strategy because we can't release good DLC. Like, The Dark Below wasn't great. House of Wolves was better. 
Then you came out with the Taken King and you changed everything. Mm -hmm. You made everybody all of a sudden pay attention to Destiny again and you said, we're back. And you did it, in a, honestly, in a great way. Yeah. You did a very good job there. And then you put this whole new strategy in place. Everyone was like, ooh, I feel good about year two. I feel really good about year two. Wow, did, did, did Bungie listen to us? Did they really come out and do some great things? And then you, you like shifted gears and you were like, okay, cool. Now that we did that, we're going to do something completely different. And we're going to shake it all up again and, and just piss off a bunch of our players because they have no idea what's going on. And we have no idea what it's going to look like. So we just need to keep playing Destiny blindly and just hope that when you finally make an announcement, because you can't make your mind up if you want to do microtransactions, DLC, or whatever the fuck you're going to do, hope that when it hits, it doesn't just take a dump on us. Yeah. So just quit throwing crap our way. Like, yeah. Oh, hey, I'm so, we're sorry that it's been a month and a half since we've given you anything different. Here's another 10 emotes that you could buy. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't, like, I'm not saying that with Sparrow, like, Sparrow Racing's fine. Like, the timing it came out and everything, I wasn't expecting, like, a full DLC or anything like that. So whatever, you announced Sparrow, Sparrow Racing, great, cool. But now everything else that you're coming out with is just like, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. We're gonna we're just going to keep milking you here and there, here and there. And what you guys don't realize is that at the end, when, you know, when year three hits, when you add up all the money, you know, you'll actually have spent more than you did in year one and you'll have gotten less. Because half of it will be time time gated and it'll be, you know, it'll come around when we fucking decide it'll come around. You know, if I want a sparrow race, I should be able to fucking sparrow race whenever I want. You know, so... I don't know. I'm irritated at the game. I'm irritated at Bungie, and I don't think this is a smart road for them. I do. I think they're going to cash in and make some money. Absolutely, of course. they're going to do course. it. But, but the longevity, just like on the longevity side, do I think this is a successful business plan? Absolutely not, because you are going to just trash your game that you had brought back from from trash. And now you're just throwing it back in there. And it's like, I don't know how many times you're going to be able to pull it out of there and people still keep following you. You'll always have some Destiny players. I'm not saying everyone's going to leave. But you're eventually going to get to that point where people just give up on you and they move on to something new. This this is how bad it is for me. And this will this will be my, my wrap-up of it. After I got done reading this article, when you sent it to me this morning, the first thing I did was I go, are you fucking kidding me? The second thing I did is I had a background on my cell phone of the three new subclasses for when the Taken King came out. I switched the backdrop on my phone. Yeah. I was that mad at Bungie that I switched the wallpaper on my phone from my Destiny wallpaper to who cares what it is, Garfield, I don't care, because it, that pissed me off that much. Absolutely. It just feels like unlike make, you know, unlike them building a great game for their for their play, for their players, I feel like they're just trying to Trying, they feel like Candy Crush to me. That's yeah, what it, that's what it feels like. It feels like a cheap mobile platforms like decision making. Hopefully, I'm wrong when they come announce these next events, but I just don't have high hopes for them. All right. Anyways, let's get into some good news. All right. Yes, please. The good news is it's finally been reported. There's no more confusion. It's official. It's official. Kojima is back from vacation. All right. <laughs> and I have to say it that way because basically it is reported that he has finally left and he is going to open a new studio 
and he officially exits Konami. Yeah, he's going to open his own studio, and he's already been in talks with Sony for his first First, debut. First debut for the PS4. Yeah, not obviously not a lot of information about it, but just knowing yeah, knowing that he's officially separated. Which after what they pulled at the Video Game Awards, if uh, if he didn't, I would have been shocked. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so um, I'm super happy, and congratulations. Uh, to Kojima, I ho- I wish the best for his future, and I know that with his own with with the flexibility and freedom of his own studio, he's going to be able to do some great things. Right. I I mean I hope he I hope he does good because he swiped a bunch of people too. So he did, it yes. was it wasn't just oh he left and now he's going to have to start this whole thing from scratch. He he took a bunch of people from Konami along with them. They're going to start this whole thing up. And I'm honestly really intrigued to see what he's going to throw PS4's ways because that's going to be a great connection with him to release his first platform right there if he could. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's that's a great news. I'm I'm super pumped. I I can't wait to hear more about it. So what do you got? What else you got? Well, Nintendo decided to do something aside from make me buy Xenoblade Chronicles X because nothing else was intriguing me. And Yokai, go pick and up Yokai. Yeah, I got to go pick up Yokai now, and then I'll yeah. be playing Japanese uh, Pokemon for the next six months. Of my I mean, life. Pokemon's already Japanese, but you'll be playing a, a different version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead, Japanese dead, dead Pokemon. More. Dead yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grandmas that. Uh, it's not just grandmas. Okay. Are I have like this. I have this like this ghost that's like wearing a ninja suit, and he has a samurai sword, and he like and he's sweet. Yeah, yeah. He's my favorite. Is he? That, he got a cool name at least. Uh, Dimmy. Dimmy? Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Not I bad. also have a cat that uh, his super move is called Paws of Fury. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty sweet. So anyways, Nintendo, <laughs> all right? <laughs> they release a whole bunch of information about Smash Brothers today. And their final direct, as they call it, which is the year's end. They're, they're, you know, before the new year, they have a final Nintendo final direct. And this year, they focused it all on Super Smash Bros. Yep. So what do you got? What's the news? The news is, okay, so basically it's, it's all all focused on Smash, and they basically, like you said, year-end. So at the end, it says that they're going to have 58 playable fighters, 84 stages, 99 Mii Fighter outfits, 99 Mii Fighter outfits, oh, <laughs> 97 Mii Fighter hats to go with your Mii Fighter outfits so you can make your Mii Fighter as long as you, you know, Whoever you want, none will be the same. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Seven hundred and forty-three Wii U trophies. Those are that's, that's a, a thing. That's a thing. Oh oh that's oh! A, it's not. Yeah, they have trophies inside the <laughs> inside game. Inside the game, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. I, I when I saw that, I got excited. And I was like, wait a minute, and then I realized what it was. Yeah. Damn. Yep. Seven hundred and seven three DS trophies, and then. 507 music tracks. Cool. Are we going to get to some news here? Or no, just that's gonna... the news, man. That's not the news. <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the, the, I, the other news is somebody became available today. Today. And by today, I mean, I mean technically, if you guys are listening to this, two days ago. Yep. And that means that Cloud from Final Fantasy VII yep. is officially an active fighter in the Super Smash Bros. 
universe. So you guys can go pick him up. He's either five ninety nine uh, for one platform or six ninety nine. You get him on both platforms, which would be the Wii U and the three DS. So they announced that. That's cool, but they weren't done there yet. Yep. They released Ryu, Roy, and uh, Famicom Rap. Yes. They released their... Um, oh, their, their new... Um, their Amiibo outf- release dates. Yes. So they said that you will be able to pick those guys up in mid-March, March 18th, I believe, 2016. And then here's going to be your favorite news of all. Well, they also announced... Oh, yeah. Let's go with that first. Yeah, let's go yep. with that. Yep. Bayonetta. That's right. Bayonetta's headed to Smash Bros, she, Jay. She is your final DLC character. Yep. So I'm pumped. Yep. I'm super pumped about yeah. that. First of all, they showed her in action. Uh, she looks really cool. Um, she looks different than any other fighter, which is cool. So they didn't just, like, reskin a character, you know. Um, they, they've really done a good job with some of the DLC trying to make these characters unique. unique. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they announced her along with the fact that they also announced that Koren from uh, um, Fire Emblem Fates, which is the 3DS uh, Fire Emblem coming out next year, Bayonetta and Cloud will all be getting Amiibos. Um, but they're not. There's no date. There's no time frame. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a future thing. Expect to see those three amiibos coming up as well. But yeah, Bayonetta in uh, kind of a surprise. I mean, obviously with Cloud coming in as a third party, and now you're seeing Bayonetta coming in from a third party. It's cool, and it makes sense because Bayonetta two it was a Wii U exclusive, or is a Wii U exclusive, and. Um, so they already have that relationship with Platinum Games. But, uh, yeah, I'm super pumped. That is definitely going to be a character that I would love to uh, use. Yeah. Because she's quick, she's quick like Samus. I like Samus because she's agile, and that's what this, that's what Bayonetta looks like. Yeah, I saw this, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to pick up Smash again. This is going to be super fun, and I'm going to play Xander, and I'm going to quit again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But not only that, but, but and I know it's going to be a long time, long time coming, but... Uh, I might actually pick up. I'm not an amiibo collector. You do. You do collect the amiibos. I don't collect the amiibos. I have a few of them because I have too many other toys that I decide to collect. But <laughs> Ryu, Bayonetta, and Cloud, I might have to pick up. Yeah, those are three that. Would I lied. I do have the Mewtwo. Yeah, you got a Mewtwo, yeah. which is solid. Yeah, because I love Super that cool. Mewtwo. Yep. Love that yep. Mewtwo. Cool. Well, that's. I mean, some good news from Nintendo. Um, th- that. That uh, and they also announced that uh, Mario Galaxy coming yeah, to Super Mario Galaxy is coming to Wii U. Yeah, coming to the Wii U f- via the virtual uh, console, right? Yep. Yeah. So if you had never got a chance to play Mario Galaxy, it is a you know very different version of Mario, but it but a fantastic game. So um, check it out for sure. What else you got? That's it. Okay, I'm gonna make a few quick pointers in the news. Let's do it. All right. First up, Fable Legends. Open beta pushed to 2016. So, uh, that's right, guys. Unfortunately, if you were looking forward to Lion Lionhead uh, version of Fable, it's going to get pushed, and they're saying until spring of 2016. Uh, they're going to keep it a closed beta, and that's been running since 2014, supposedly. So, I don't know... What like they they're sitting there? Well, we want to you know keep it closed and really start to take more feedback. 
if you've been running since 2014, how much feedback do you really yeah. need? It's when I saw this, it was division in my head all over again. Like are these games, I'm fine if they want to take their time and perfect their game. But the problem that they have is, like, they give us these timelines of when we're going to be able to beta test it or when it's the potential for them to come out, and then they just basically redact all of their crap. Like, just come up with something, do it, and then if it doesn't work, then take it back, fix it, and then give us a new timeline. That's yeah. the bottom line. You don't yeah. have to come in and say you're, oh, yep, here's when you're going to get it. No, we're going to push this back. No, we're going to push this back. You want to It's a beta. Throw it out there. Get some, you know, even if it's really crappy, you're at least going to get some sort of info that yeah. you can take back to wherever you're going to take it back to to fix this stuff. Yeah, like and it's weird. I mean, this game was announced in 2013 with the uh, dated date for full release to be 2015. Uh, we're not even out of closed beta, and we're going into 2016. So, the, you know, whenever this does officially launch, it will be a cross-playable game both on Windows and Xbox, um, and it's a free-to-play title. So it's going to have tons of microtransactions. The concept of the game, yeah, in-game purchases will include buying new playable characters, allies, and cosmetic items. But um, for those of you that think it's a fable game, it's not. It is a, a real-time strategy game with familiar role-playing game mechanics mixed into it that the series is uh, known for. But it's not. It's a cooperative-centric setting. It is not a traditional RPG fable game. Um, so that was kind of just like just something out that hit me that I was like, wow, is this game ever, you know another one of those games is it ever going to come out? The things that piss me off about this is where does where did the alphas go wrong? Like, is alpha <laughs> even a word anymore? Hey, how about we get these production studios to release alphas to the small you know test group that they're going to do, gather the information, then drop the beta. They try to give us all of this information because it's what the people want. Oh, hey, we're going to have this alpha. It's going to go successful, and we're going to give you a beta by this date. And then, nope, we got to push the beta back because we screwed up. We got to push the beta back. We got to. How about this? One of these studios needs to come out and say, hey, we're going to release the alpha for this date. It's going to run from here to here. We're going to take it back. We're going to do some calculations. Then we'll let you know when the beta is coming to you. Why even have an alpha at this point? These studios are just... Yeah. I I don't know. They're feeding you a bunch of shit. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But uh, I will say that to shift gears here... Something, wow! I didn't even mean to do this, but some, <laughs> yeah, something that in, in a good a good news is that Gearbox Software is a Dallas area developed. Uh, uh, d- yeah, wow, they're from Dallas. They are a developer, video game developer. They have announced that they are launching a new studio in Quebec, Canada. Uh, this is the first time Gearbox has ever, uh, in their 16 year history, established a separate office from their Dallas location. And um, they're, it, it's kind of interesting because uh, they did ask them. They said, well, you know, what uh, they are hiring already. So it's a separate office, and the, and the studio in Quebec is already hiring. And the intent is of growing to AAA production capability through 2016. So you're talking 2017, this, this, this studio, Gearbox Quebec, could technically be a AAA developer on its own, which is pretty exciting considering what Gearbox does. Um, they got 16 open positions right now, and as for what Gearbox Studio will be working on, uh, Gearbox Software President Randy Pitchford, uh, Pitchford said that the satellite office will help us build fun and exciting video games within our tentpole brands. 
So tentpole brands basically meaning Borderlands, Brothers in Arms, uh, and obviously their new their new uh, IP Battleborn, uh, which is scheduled to come out in May of next year. So yeah, um, pretty cool. I like that. I mean, we don't have a ton of news on it yet, but it's always good to see uh, a developer that we like expand. So yeah. Um, real quick, guys, for you Netflix users, I just wanted to point this out. Netflix is recoding its entire library to help save bandwidth. And all I want to say about that is, what does that mean to you? It means that when they're done, you're going to be able to load your stuff faster, watch it in higher resolution, all using less bandwidth for, obviously, by them and by you. So be excited for this. Um, it's something that they've been needing to do for a while. Next up, survey. Half of Americans play games, but only 10% of them say they're gamers. That's right. A Pew Research Center conducted a random telephone-based survey of 2,001 American adults in order to gauge public perception about video games. Among the study's findings are that while half of Americans, American adults play video games, only 10% consider themselves to be gamers. In addition, the gamer minority appears to have starkly different views on gaming place in society. So, very interesting. Um, the really cool thing is that roughly half of all the American adults that play games, 50% are men and 48% are women. So, uh, that is... You know, we've we've been hearing more and more about how female presence in the gaming industry it's it's it is it's definitely happening. You know, which is a great thing. I, I'm totally on board for that. Did I see somewhere where it's like the female presence is higher than the male presence as far as gamers goes? Like it's like 61 percent of gamers are female now. Yeah, uh, uh, the Pew, the same Pew study finds that 60 percent of those sur- surveyed believe that most people who play games are men including 57% of women who themselves play video games. So they, so the perception is it's still uh, a men-dominated uh, industry, but realistically, it's not. So, um, so yeah. Uh, one other thing I want to make, make, there's a lot of cool stats here. We'll share it on our Facebook page so you guys can check it out. But one other cool thing is that Pew found them, that men, 15%, were more than twice as likely as women, 6%, to refer to themselves as gamers. In the 18 to 29 year old demographic, 33% of men self-identified as gamers, while only 9% of women did. On the whole, Pew found that gamers were much more likely to disagree with negative portrayals of video games, including the following results, which uh, I'm not going to read everything to you because we could spend the whole show reading this, but it's pretty cool stats. So uh, check it out on our Facebook page, BXAP Gaming. Okay, I got a couple more and then we're done. Pokemon's next legendary is the last of its generation before we move into technically the next generation of Pokemon, yep. but it's the first of its kind. Yes. So. And this is Firewater, I believe, It's right? Firewater. The first time Firewater yep. has, this has happened, and uh, it's the 721st member, and it's uh, Volcanion, uh, the newest legendary creature. You can take a look at, uh, for the trailer of Volcanion on our Facebook page. But uh, it was first revealed in in the Koro Koro magazine, uh, which confirmed that it will debut in the Pokemon X, Y, and Z movie. But it's also going to make its way into the game. So, uh, which also means yes. we're probably going to see Pokemon Z 
mm-hmm. as the next game that's going to be falling here. Yep. But, uh, yeah. I'm so, super pumped if it's for real. Yeah, it's the franchise's first ever dual fire and water type, um, and it will be the last Pokemon to launch for this generation of games. So, uh, it hasn't been announced when you'll be able to add it to your collection, but it is coming. So, yeah, there you go. Very cool. Uh, lastly, I just want to make a, a little note that we had Tekken 7. You know, we've been hearing some stuff about Tekken 7, but the update features a special guest, a star from Street Fighter, and that is Akuma. So uh, Akuma has now made his way into Tekken 7. He has a cool uh, story as to why he's there. I, and again, you can find a lot. You can find some video of him uh, in Tekken, and some more about the story on our Facebook page. So just search BXAB Gaming. Make sure to you know read up on all this stuff, and make sure to to like the page, guys, so you can stay up on all your gaming news. And that's it. That's been the news. <laughs> I do want to drop one more quick thing. I drop did, it. I did read this quick story, and I'll post it up on the Facebook page so you can go there. Um, definitely go and check this. Read this. Read this article in the story if you have time. But basically, I read the story about this developer named Sam Coster, and he basically tells uh, his story about uh, his adventures in creating a game while battling battling cancer. So he had to keep going like in and out of treatments, and he was like jumping in and out of making this game while he was going through battling cancer. Ends up battling through cancer, and now this game that he's created, uh, Crashlands, uh, drops January 21st, 2016. So you'll find that on our Facebook page. Go check it out. Kind of a little sad story mixed in with a happy ending, so real cool story. Yeah, very cool. So that's good. Good stuff. Well, guys, that's been the news. You can check out everything that we're talking about right on our Facebook page. So go to Facebook and search BXAP Gaming. Um and uh, we're gonna we're gonna move right into our next part, and that is retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse here on Bit by Eight Bit. Retro relapse. All right, guys. So retro relapse uh, is our segment where we play an old game right before the show so that we can talk about it. Either it's a great game or it turns out to be a giant turd, but we play all sorts of stuff. But uh, this will be part of the new show, as we spoke earlier, when we split these shows into two. Retro Relapse will be going to the retro show and uh, staying away from the current events show. But for another two weeks, you get some Retro Relapse with your current news. Yes, we went real retro with this one. We went real retro, guys. (laughs) We pulled out... A Game Boy SP. <laughs> Not any Game Boy SP, yeah. though. We pulled out my favorite Game Boy SP, which is the NES Limited Edition Game Boy SP that looks like an NES. It's got the red buttons. Super pumped. But what did we put in it? We didn't put a Game Boy Advance game in it. That's too easy. Yeah. We put a Game Boy game in it. <laughs> okay, we went way back. We pulled out Metroid 2. Metroid 2. Okay, and everyone knows that listens to this show that Jay loves Metroid. Okay, I love it. Okay, give me a Metroid game every year, and I would still love it, okay? But you don't do that, Nintendo, because you're fucking stupid. But anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, we pulled out Metroid 2, and we put it in, and I totally forgot that the Game Boy SP was going to make it color and, and, and fancy it up for us, but um, I will say that Metroid 2 has aged very well. still feels like a Metroid game. It still feels so like 
it feels really good com- compared to even the original Metroid on the NES. It feels way better, like light years better. Yeah. So uh, the game, fantastic. You're hunting down Metroids. You're destroying them. You know, when you start the game, it just launches you right onto the planet, and you have 39 Metroids to to to, uh, to discover and destroy. So uh, we played it for I don't know, probably like half hour each, and I love it. If you love Metroid, you know what it <laughs> yeah. is. You know, you got to go through this crazy maze, and on the Game Boy, you don't get a map. So it's like, back in the day, you had to have the paper maps, or I'm sure now you can just Google the shit. But it was cool, because uh, I actually remembered a lot of it from playing... You know, I haven't played 2 in a long time. So I started to go, and I was like, yeah, drop down here. And like I, I actually remembered how to get to the first Metroid, and I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, this is kind of like burnt into my brain. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. What did you think of it? Let me tell you, the the most impressive thing about this game is it was released in 1991. And we've done a lot of reviews in previous retro relapses of games that came out around that time. And the mechanics of this game are so far advanced from these other games. Like, when you jump, you jump. You can, you know, you do a half jump, you could do a full jump. You, you know, sometimes it's just you hit the button and you just go. Like, it's so smooth, and you actually, when you hit the fire button, it's not you hit the fire button and it delays and it shoots. No, as fast as you can hit the button, you're shooting pellets. Like, yep. it's it's so smooth, so and, smooth. Which has been known from the Metroid series. Like right. that, that When you get a Metroid game, that's that's what you expect. I'm just going to play, I'm going to play a little jingle for you guys, just, just so you can have it. Oh, there it is. There it is. Enjoy this, guys. Metroid 2 for the Game Boy. Guys, this has been Retro Relapse. I have to give it a perfect 8 because it's fucking Metroid, okay? And it's Metroid 2. It, for, for the first time Metroid ever went to the handheld, it was, a, it was an amazing, you know, amazing feat that they, that they did here. They, they, really, they really did a great job bringing a Metroid game to a handheld. Um, still one of my favorite games. And, uh, yeah, it gets, it gets the perfect 8 bits. Yeah. As much as I don't want to give it an eight bit, just because I want to fuck with you, I <laughs> I have to give it an eight bit because you you put it in my hands and you're like, all right, you get enough time on that. We're gonna record the show now, and I'm like, yep. And you look up and I'm still playing it. Yeah, you're like, you are you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah, I was put uh, the game down, Jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, yeah, I was a little surprised because obviously I picked this game a little bit because it's close to my heart. So I didn't know uh, how much you'd enjoy it, but you uh, you play it longer than I expected. So yeah. Metroid Two. Uh, Return of Samus for the Game Boy, original Game Boy. Um, you can pick this game up for, eh, I'd say, cartridge only, probably around ten dollars, ten fifteen, ten fifteen dollars. And if you have a Game Boy and you or a Game Boy SP, as I would recommend playing that on, play it. You will enjoy it. You will love it. Get it. Got yeah. it. Good. Cartridge only, around ten bucks. Uh, inbox, you're looking anywhere from nineteen twenty to twenty five bucks. Yeah, I wish I had an inbox. I don't. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, guys, so that's been Retro Relapse. Um, you know, I know we didn't get a ton into it, but it's a Game Boy game and it's a Metroid game. So yeah. if you know what a Metroid game is, it's, you know, it just it works really well. As Jazzy said, mechanics are solid. The the audio is a blast. You know, it's just straight up, you know, old school Metroid. Yeah. Um, and then the story is hunt down Metroids and eradicate them. Yep. You know, that's basically it. Um, so, yeah, uh, Retro Relapse, guys, every week. We pick a game, or you pick a game, and that's what we're calling you out for right now. If you're listening and you have not recommended a game for Retro Relapse, you need to do so. Just 
email at info at bxab.com. Send us a message on the website, bxab.com. Go to Facebook and send us a message there. It doesn't matter where, but you tell us what game we need to play for Retro Relapse, and we'll play it. But I'm calling you out. If you have not done it, you need to do it right now. Dragon Seeds. I found it for cheap on the internet. Oh, thank you, random person. Yeah, I'm going to have to go check that out. Thank you, random jazzy person. Was that, Mar- <laughs> was that Mario talking? <clears throat> By the way, guys, we have the two-foot Mario. He's, he is standing on the, yeah. on the studio table with his own mic. Yeah. He looks very happy about yeah. it. He does. He looks really good. Um, but, yeah, seriously, guys, uh, send in your recommendations for Retro Relapse. We we will, if we don't have the game, we'll try to go find it. If we ha- If we have the game... Then it's in line, in the queue, ready to go. And we'll, again, we'll shout out and give you credit. Oh, sh- Mario just dropped the mic. He did because he's pissed that no one's really called on a Mario game. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know if we've done a Mario game. I don't game. think we have done a it's Mario too, it's game. It's like, it's like too easy, you know? Yeah. It's like, Mario, it's good. Buy it. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> so, shit. Because uh, we didn't go easy. Metroid, it's good. Buy it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so uh, that's been Retro Relapse, guys. Thanks, as always, for listening to that. And um, let's go ahead and talk a little bit, a little bit, about some Star Wars. Oh, let's not. Yeah, it's right there, guys. Right now we're recording. It's Tuesday. By the time you're listening to this... You better be at Star Wars. There's a chance. There's (laughs) a small... There's a chance if you're listening to this late enough, I'm in the fucking movie theater watching (laughs) the movie right now, pissing my pants out of joy. Not out of... I'm not scared. Yeah. I'm not upset. Joy. The only time that we are allowing you to put down the show and stop listening is if you're going to Star Wars and you get to the theater and have to go in. Yeah, exactly. It's the only time. So, guys, uh, we're, you know, no spoilers here, so you don't have to worry about pausing this or anything. We just wanted to basically kind of give tribute to, hey, we're in Star Wars week. Yeah. It's Star Wars week. We've been waiting for this for a while. It, it feels great. Everything seems to be lining up. The The premiere was today. So, again, if you guys listened to this, it was two days ago. Um, and without – I'm not – I'm one of those people that don't want to go and search and read things. So I'm kind of like whatever finds me, I'm okay with looking at. But otherwise, I'm not searching for anything about Star Wars right now. And all I can say is the people that have posted things that are not spoiler-related, just sheerly like, hey – I'm a celebrity. I got to go see the movie, and my God, I was happy. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's all I want to hear. Good, yeah. good. Leave the rest of it out. I'll figure that out on Thursday. But uh, guys, may the force be with you. If you're gonna go see this movie uh, this weekend, be safe. Um, have a lot of fun, and I can't wait for next week when we can actually talk a little bit about it. Again, we're not going to throw any spoilers out next week because some people weren't lucky enough to get tickets. Yeah, uh, it's sold out. So we're going to give we are going to give this a couple week. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, for so sure. we might have a little uh, Star Wars special on our first new show. Yeah, I'll say I'll say two things about it. Like everybody that listens to the show and knows me knows that. Don't get me wrong, love Star Wars. Have have been into Star Wars, seen them all, think it's great, but I'm a bigger Trekkie. So 
they're going to have the Star Trek trailer in the beginning of the Star Wars movie. Well, that released a few days ago. I watched it. I'm ready for Star Wars. Like, <laughs> I, it, it, it upset me just because it looks good. Don't get me wrong. I'm definitely going to go see this movie, this Star Trek movie, but I'm, I'm pumped for Star Wars because I was super pumped to see it at theaters. I ended up watching it before. I was going to wait and then watch it at the theater, but I ended up watching it before, and I was like, oh, man, okay, let me go watch Star Wars now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've liked the new uh, Star Trek movies back when J.J. Uh, Abrams was directing them. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's producing, and they brought in the Fast and Furious director, and it just, the trailer did not, how do I put this? The trailer d- didn't piss me off. It didn't, like, you know, make me want to go rage, but it, but it worried me. Definitely worried me. I was like, "Wow, this feels incredibly different than the last two movies." Oh yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is I kind of had an idea of where I wanted them to take Star Trek, and after watching the trailer, I was like, "That's nowhere where I wanted them to take it." So, yeah. so I'm hoping with future trailers and everything, you know, we'll we'll get more. I remember seeing the first, you know, the very first Star Wars trailer. I was kind of like, "Okay, cool, yeah, Star Wars is coming." It didn't really tell me a lot, and I'm not gonna judge anything, but at least it's coming. So that's kind of how I'm taking this track right now. It's like, yeah, they showed us a trailer, but and it, and it had a lot of action in it, but realistically we don't really know what's going on in that trailer. Then the only other thing is, the reason why I think kind of like a, a little downfall for me, a little negative on this whole thing, I'm kind of just ready for this Star Wars movie to be out because I'm sick of hearing the music everywhere. Like, every car commercial has the Star Wars theme background to it. Every insurance commercial, every radio station's playing it in between their bits. Like, it's just, like, everywhere. And I'm like, okay, yep, we know it's coming out. Let me, let me see it so we can, you know, stop hearing it everywhere. Shit, Jazzy. I, I walked into Kroger, and my oranges had BB-8 on them. Exactly. Like, That's what I'm, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, yep. okay, we get it. Star Wars is coming. Yep. <laughs> I get it, BB-8. You're round, and so are my oranges. Back the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the mar- this is getting overkilled for yeah. me a little bit, but I'm still super pumped about it. So. Yeah, the marketing is insane right now, which it should be, because we are about to witness, I believe, the box office record breaker yeah i mean we're gonna watch numbers that we've never seen before oh i was told uh i had somebody at work today say he's like hey do you know how much move how much money this movie has to make in order to to kind of break even or whatever and i was it's got to be a lot i'm bad with numbers and i believe he threw the number out there like 1.5 billion absolutely (laughs) i mean it shattered the it shattered pre-sale records yeah in two days yep so, again, uh, on an international scale, this movie will have no problem making its money. Oh, yeah. Give them a month and they'll yeah. be way past that. I, so. I wouldn't even... I, honestly, this is going to be scary. I think with it being a global release, I think a week and we're, we're going to see numbers that are unbelievable. Oh, yeah. We've never seen before. Yeah. James Cameron, be scared. It's just because fun. It's, your little trick that you did with Avatar where you released it and then you re-released it in 3D and then you re-released it in like <laughs> six different ways on Blu-ray and DVD and all this stuff so that you can get like the highest grossing sales and movies of all time. This is going to beat you in theaters. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the issue, I mean, the, the thing is here, Disney and, and everybody, they really just... They timed it well. Everybody is ready for a new Star Wars. Oh okay? yeah. Yeah. After after the bad taste from the the prequels, um, you know, if you would have released it too early, people would have still been like, yeah, you know, we just had too many too many of these. 
it's just like it's like the perfect storm. I feel that this is going to explode, and we're about to witness, I think, some history in the film industry. You know, it I mean, finally came to that point where people stopped talking about how they didn't think that the last three were so great. And it had just that little calm enough to where they released it, and then like the past year, that's all anybody's been talking about is how this movie's coming out. Yeah, exactly. So, so. all right, guys. Well, once again, may the force be with you. Have a fantastic weekend if you're seeing it, uh, and hopefully, everybody that wants to see it will be able to get uh, get in there ASAP. So, uh, and we'll report more about the movie next week, and then uh, the following week we'll probably finally give our reviews and 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 some spoilers and we'll we'll warn people just in case when that time comes but uh with that guys we're going to move into your segment it's the email segment where we answer your questions that you send in so let's get started here's some emails you write them we read them it's time for emails on bit by 8 bit all right guys real quick just so we know how this works you guys send in questions. You can send them in through Facebook. You can send them in uh, via email at info at bx8b.com or uh, right through the website as well, bx8b.com. So we answer your questions. We got a bunch of them in uh, this week. Do you have any that you're going to start with? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say PK. All right, this is from Squirt. She's been sending questions in. I gave her the nickname PK at work, and I like it better. So, sorry, Squirt, but you're now going to be called PK by me. PK Squirt. PK Squirt. So she says, what is the first word that comes to mind when someone says video games? Oh, wow. I mean... (laughs) First word, you get one word. Yeah, I mean, I've already... You know, hesitating on this question is already, like making it not true but i would i mean the first word that comes to video games for me is is uh is creativity it's just innovation you know that's two words but i mean i think the first word that comes to my mind when you say video games is fun yeah but uh you know it's i guess in, in depending on the context if you like why do you like video games they're fun right you know uh why are video games so special it's amazing to see what people create. Yep. It, you know, it, it's the same they, with films. Yeah. It's the same thing when I go see Star Wars. I'm just like I'm in awe of what is created in front of me. Mm-hmm. So you know, fun, creativity, imagination. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. But I'm I also love the aspect that like it br- it brings people together. Like Jay and I are probably <laughs> you know better friends. You know, than we've ever been based upon video games. Like, I, so. I mean, that's what realistically, <laughs> realistically, Jazzy and I had had lost t- touch with each other. You know, just going different ways in life and growing up, and and it was uh, League of Legends that. Whoops! As I knock shit over on the desk here, <laughs> it was League of Legends that really brought that re- rekindled the the friendship there. So, um, you know, yeah, that's definitely true, and uh, you know, I'm thankful for it. Look, look where it's brought us. So, yeah. um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So after thinking about it for a little bit, you know, I have basically all those same same things that you're kind of saying. But if I'm going to be honest, when I read this question for the first time, the first word that popped in my head was PlayStation. 
just because <laughs> I've been I've been playing fanboy. Yeah, fan there, there's my first fanboy. Fanboy. <laughs> fanboy. I've just grown up on the PlayStation. All of my favorite games that I can remember growing up to this day have been through PlayStation. So if I'm going to be honest, like yeah, don't get, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a, I'm a PlayStation fanboy, but like dead honest, the first word that popped in my head when I read the question was PlayStation. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, man, you're being honest. So. It, it is what it is, yeah, man. It is it what, is what, it, what is. it is. Cool. Well, thanks for the thanks for the question, PK. Yep. PK Squirt. PK Squirt. Um, all right. So next up, we have God of Games, AJ in the house, and he wants to say, my question is, what type of video game would your life be? And, uh, I, you know, I, I'll, um, he says type of video game. I'll also throw in, like, what game would mm-hmm. your life be? So I would have to say mine would be, like, uh, Atari E.T., because it's a, my life is a dumpster fire. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding, guys. But there's an example. No, a great it's true. E- yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a great example. No, I mean, a game that would equal my life. Um, geez, I don't know. I, um, I, I live pretty freely. I, um, I live day by day. And, you know, I've had some scares in my life, so I don't look too far in the future. So I would have to say I'm an open world RPG because... I go with the flow. I react to something that I want to do. If I see something shiny over there and I want to go check it out, I'm going to go check it out, even if it's maybe not on the path I'm supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. That's just that's the way I am. And so I, I, the type of game, I'd say an open-world RPG would definitely fit me. Um, and, and if I had to pick a game... Um, Grand Theft Auto, because you can do anything in that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Mine, I'd have to say, um, just because of, like, I've always been this way. Um, in my day job, I do property management, so I'm basically like pulling stuff apart and then figuring it out and then putting it back together. So I'd probably be more of like a puzzler type of game. Fix it, Felix. So yeah, yeah fix it, <laughs> so, Felix. Fix it, Felix. It may not yeah. be an official real game, but right. it, but there you go. <laughs> so yeah, it's just I've always been that type of person that's like I have to dig into something, figure out how it works, and then put it back together. So I'd have to say some sort of puzzle game. Um, Tetris. Yeah, Tetris. Uh, <laughs> huge fan of Dr. Mario. So anything that's kind of like a, a puzzle-based or strategy-based game, I like that. Dr. Jazzy. Dr. I've seen, Jazzy. By the way, guys, I have seen his Dr. Mario skills. <laughs> yeah. uh, I refuse to even play Dr. Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. It's yeah. Wow. It's impressive. <laughs> so, um, yeah. If uh, if your buddy if your if your good old friend Nick's listening, um, <laughs> yep. his nickname he gave and why he yelled at you and all that stuff uh, is one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> yeah. What did he call you again? I don't remember. So there's this game mode where you um, in the sixty uh, the Mar- the Doctor Mario sixty four where you have I think it's called Flash. Sure. Where you have you obviously have the red viruses, the green viruses, the blue viruses. Well, in this mode, there's three of them that are lit up. All right. So. Your your goal is not to get all of the viruses gone. You just have to get those three. And I used to be able to, like, feed my pills through all these other viruses and then get them. So he used to call me a tunneling faggot. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> oh, and he'd get so mad because it'd be like, he'd be like, strategically trying to, like, remove some of these viruses to get to his, like, first one. And I'd be like, done. <laughs> 
Oh, I'd oh make a, plus I was I was that guy who like made him watch the replays like here's where you really went wrong <laughs> uh, you, oh wow yeah I, I get mean, on my level Jay <laughs> well I give credit to him that he didn't strike you yeah no so. there was striking oh okay yeah, good we well, just didn't want to just just bring it up you deserved it <laughs> Uh, thanks for the oh. question, AJ. Um, next up, we got Xander chiming in. And uh, Xander Claus is bringing you a giant robot that you can pilot for Christmas. Which one will you choose? I'll be delivering them in my Zaku 2 from Mobile Suit Gundam. So uh, instantly, when you talk about giving me a robot, I go Gypsy Danger. I can't, I can't, you know, like, I can't, like... Quit stealing my shit. <laughs> Gypsy Danger is such a, is a solid, solid choice. And my backup choice uh, is Big O. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't know Big O, it's an anime, and Big, <laughs> Big O is a pimp. Um, those would be a couple of robots that I would ask Xander Claus for. Um, what about you? No, well, you took my Gypsy Danger, but I'm going to spin it a little bit, and... I have to go way back to my boy and have to say Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, as terrifying as that was, be if that thing pulled up and just you know threw a sack over a shoulder and dropped me a PS5, <clears throat> I'd do. I would shit my pants <laughs> in more uh, ways than one. So yeah, there you go, Xander. Uh, Gypsy Danger for sure is my is my number one. Uh, God. Love that movie. There's so many good robots. That you I mean, there's think. a yeah, there's yeah. A ton, there is a ton of them. But but when when you ask that, what's the first one pops in my head right now? It's got to be Gypsy Man. Yeah, it was, that it was movie's so, much, so good. Yeah, it was so much fun. Uh, all right, so next up we have Button Masher Caleb, and this is a long one. So let me make sure I got this in order. Uh, all right, here. hold on. Let me get my soda and lean back. <laughs> yeah, get comfortable here. Happy Star Wars week, you Trekkies. What the fuck? Whoa, time! I'm not. Even, you know what? Button Master Caleb doesn't have a question this week, this week. Thank you. I'll read it. Yeah. Before you call us all Trekkies, Button Masher, you better watch yourself. In honor of Star Wars, what is your favorite Star Wars movie and character? Mine is the Empire Strikes Back, and I know it's not original, but I have to go with Han Solo. I am guessing before Leia came along, he got tons of tail. Jazzy doesn't have to answer since he likes the other inferior <laughs> star franchise. Game on. <laughs> yes. Um, so, I, you know, like I just said earlier in the show, I'm going through my, my marathon before the movie. Um, and we were taught, we were, my wife and I were talking about this, like, you know, what, uh, What's my favorite movie? And it's a it's so tough, but I would have to say it's a it's a tie. It's close, maybe possibly a tie between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Um, who was my favorite character growing up? Is very easy. It was Boba Fett. I loved Boba Fett. Um, when I go to laser tag as a kid and I remember the first laser tag building that where you got to make your own nickname, I was Boba Fett every time. Mm -hmm. Um, just a huge fan of that character. But, uh, you know, now that I'm, you know, I'm a little older and I, I know more of the characters, Boba's still, he's still there, but, um, no, you know what? Fuck it. Boba Fett's still my number one. Go fuck everybody else. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. The fact that he can pull himself out of that damn pit 
survive. I mean, and this again, this didn't happen in the movie. Everybody thinks he got eaten and he was dead. Blah blah blah. He's not dead, people. Oh, I gotta take it back. I gotta take it back. Shit. My number one's Death Darth Maul. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. where's Maul and Ren in this? Like, <laughs> well, Ren, we haven't even oh, seen Ren yet, and the he's sad, already. <laughs> the sad part is Ren is like my number three, and I haven't even seen the movie. I love the. I, so far, I'm in love with Kylo Ren. He very well could become my number one, just but I don't know enough about him yet. You know, I have to see the movie before I go drop that because it's just silly to sit there and say, "Oh, he's my favorite Star Wars character." But uh, Darth Maul, for as little as he had in the movie, if you follow any of the canon or any, you know, any of that type of stuff, he uh, had some really cool stuff after the movie. You know, Because everyone's like, oh, he got chopped in half. He's dead. Eh, wrong again, folks. He got robot legs. Yeah. Motherfucker's still alive. But, Badass. Um, Robot yeah, I, I was a fan of of the race. You know, uh, I was a fan of his dual the, the uh, dual saber. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's definitely right there. I would say my favorite force sensitive person. I really liked Maul. My favorite uh, bounty hunter is definitely Fett, um, Boba Fett. So what about uh, what about you, Jesse? Um, it's not you know it can't yeah. be Kirk. You want to know? It's what? not Worf. No, <laughs> no Worf? it's not Jordy. Worf. It's not Jordy either. No. Oh, but it's Master not, Caleb, you can go ahead nine. and just just go ahead and uh, hit the mute button on whatever you're playing this <laughs> on because I'm going to answer anyway. Um, favorite characters in the whole thing. I've always been a huge fan of Yoda. Love well, Yoda, yeah, of course. I mean, obviously, it's a common. That's one. what that's all Trekkies yeah, say. That's what all Trekkies. It's say. the only character you know, isn't it? I also love the Ewoks. <laughs> they, they're, just, they're just something about them. So that whole thing on like Endor and stuff like that, loved it. Also, I'm a fan, um, I mean, if you're gonna say like the the like the sub characters, I'm a huge fan of Jawas. Yeah, those are they're yeah. cool. Um, favorite movie of all of them, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Who's your favorite droid? Oh gosh, Ooh. that's a good one. Ooh. Well, I'll wait till after this weekend, then I'll say BB-8. <laughs> right, right, yeah. It's probably, everyone's going to be saying BB-8. Yeah. I mean, R2 is obviously a classic. I love yeah. I love R2. Um, but uh, BB-8, it, it looks cool. Yeah. I mean, we don't know enough about him again. But If I have to choose, like, R2 over C-3PO, it's R2 every time. Like, yeah. The cp throw to me, just, I feel like... <laughs> Don't get me wrong, he had a huge part in, like, the the role that he played, but I just, I can never get over my initial thought of him, which was, like, the bitch butler bot. Like, he's just, like, I, I think of, like, initially think of, like, him in, like, uh, a tux, and he's, like, bringing you your drink, and it's just, I can't get over, like, that thought of him. Yeah, I always so. feel bad because he's always trying to be super polite and, like, and really explain things, and people just, like, brush him off and walk away from him. Right. You know? Like, one day he's definitely going to be that robot that, like, you know, offs himself. <laughs> like that's yeah. not this or he goes postal and kills everybody else. That's true. Yeah, it just becomes like this badass. Like yeah. here's this droid that could barely walk, and now all of a sudden it's he just would. mowing people down. I would. I'm gonna check that. I'm gonna start googling that and see if there's any like cool new like you know the badass version of C3PO right? that like yeah, people yeah. rendered. Uh, General Grievous uh, was another yeah. really cool. Um, not as much from like the movies. I, he was in the movies, but. I really liked. I just really liked this character in the Clone Wars cartoons, stuff like that. So there's so many characters, though. But yeah, uh, my my top two would be Maul and uh, and Boba. You dark sider. <laughs> dark sides. <laughs> dark sides. Where it's at, yo. Yep. Yep. <sighs> okay. Um. Thanks for the question. Um. 
Oh shit! I'm sorry. Uh, Buttmaster Caleb. There we go. Woo. Yeah, BMC. Yeah, and Han Solo. Pff, come on, that's a great choice. <laughs> yeah, thanks for giving me my uh, tricky moment of fame there. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so we got a question from Ashley. She wants to say, "What is the hardest song to play on Guitar Hero?" Oh gosh, Dragon Force. Yeah, I was gonna say Dragon Force uh, is definitely up there. Um, what was that? Um, Oh my god, the song just just blanked on my head. Xander, when you listen to this, go on Facebook and tell everybody what the song is. I can't remember. You're the pro at that. But uh, <clears throat> the word flames was in it or something like that. I <laughs> can't believe I'm like blanking. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say Dragon Force is up there. And then some of the uh, user um, or developer-made stuff is pretty cool too and some of the later uh, Guitar Hero Rock Band stuff. Oh, I'm looking it up. Hold on. Uh, Fury of the Storm. Oh, okay. That was off. All right. Um, well, thank you for the question, Ashley. And nope. Through through Fires and Flames. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Through Fires and Flames. That's it. That's through it. Fires and Flames yeah. was the harder of the song. I did I love playing that song, though. Oh, yeah. It was, but it was, <sighs> when you went to Expert on that, it brutal. was uh, Carpal Tunnel Inducing. Brutal. All right. Ashley, thank you for the question. Next up, we have Tony, and he says, In your own experience... Who was the hardest boss slash enemy to battle? Man. Mm. One of the hard... In my own experience, I guess, like, probably for me, if it, if we're going off experience, then, you know, in my younger years, I played a lot of, like, Zelda. So when I played, like, Ocarina of Time uh, and got to, you know, Ganondorf, uh, that was super difficult and I remember when I when I beat it, I felt like super achieved, super just super like, oh my <laughs> god, I finally did it, um, you know. So I would say I would say that from my personal experience, that would be one. But I mean, some of the hardest bosses. I mean, you gotta go to you gotta go to Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, that's I mean, that, that would be that would be my solo one. Like uh, the hardest boss that I've ever had to actually face. Was not the final boss, but uh, Cinder Ghost of the Dragon in um, World of Warcraft, uh, the uh, Lich King okay. expansion. Um, but then again, that's with a group. Like you have to have a group of people, right, so right. you know you have a little bit of skew, a little bit of skew there because you know you obviously have to rely on other people. Um, solo, like my hardest boss that I had to fight myself was easily Sephiroth from yeah. Seven. Sephiroth yeah. is definitely, yeah, it's one that I. I, I always remember he's um, definitely the one that has killed me the most like it took yeah. me a long time to actually defeat him normally you know when I come across a boss they'll beat me a couple times I'll come up with a different strategy and end up finally being able to do it but he's the one that actually has put the most kills in on me yeah well I'm probably up there with you because everything else I think about is, is similar to what you're saying where it required other people yeah, you know, so it's skewed a bit because it's based off your team. You know, when you're playing Oryx on hard and 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 you have Jazzy on your team, you're fucked. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking like Fantasy Star on hard mode and the final boss, Fantasy Star Online. I'm thinking, uh, you know, some of the uh, uh, Star Wars Galaxies, but again, it's MMO, so it's a similar to World of Warcraft raids. But uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think Final Fantasy VII was so difficult yet so good that 
it's probably one reason why I didn't play a lot of the other Final Fantasies is because it literally killed me to beat that game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Took so long. Yeah. <clears throat> well, thanks for um, thanks for the question, Tony. Um, I think let me double check here. I think that brings us up to yeah, we're gonna we're gonna save the best for last. Actually, I lied. Let me make sure this is cleared out. Always got to check this box, and we are good. Okay, so guys, we always save the best for last. Our random buddy that showed up around week two of our show and has never seemed to leave us alone. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty Dylan's back in the house, so here we go. What's up, Nerf Herders? It's your boy, Dirty Dylan. With the episode being released the day Star Wars is out, I want to know if you had to... Bang a droid. Which one would you defile? Oh, its yeah. data. Which one would you defile its data port? <coughs> Let me just say that again. If you had to bang a droid, which one would you defile its data port? You can't pick R two D two, C three PO, or BB eight. Get creative with and and decibels the the droid. I'd bang the one getting his feet branded in Jabba's palace. I like the way he screams. May the force be with you, DD. Okay, I got this one. This one's easy. <laughs> this one's easy because I just watched these movies. Okay. So, in the first movie, you're on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. C-3PO and R2-D2 get captured by the Jawas. They wake up inside the Jawa ship. And there's this big, there's this big trash can with feet that comes walking out. <laughs> I completely forgot about that guy. It's just a giant trash can with feet. I would pick that droid because it has a lot of space to store, um, well, you know, my bodily fluids. <laughs> Let's just be honest with it, okay? I wouldn't have to worry about like cleaning it out or maintenance because it could just go for a while. Uh, that was messed up, but um, uh, yeah. Do you have one? I, uh, it'd be he took away the three droids that are main, and I didn't just watch the movies, unfortunately. So I'll pick one for you. Yeah, pick okay. one for me. So again, right after that, they get to uh, Luke's little little hole in the in the dirt, okay, where he lives, and they line up like eight droids. You know that they're trying to sell to Luke and the family. <laughs> oh God, here we go. <laughs> there's this, this going. <laughs> yeah, there's this one droid that uh, looks like a spider. Okay, it's like <laughs> it's got this little platform and it just like rolls around on wheels. But it has about I'd say sixteen spider arms that look all proby. They look real proby. Okay, oh, so I really God. think that's the droid that you would go with because I mean that thing. It's gonna mess you up. Okay, it's gonna, it's gonna, yeah. That thing's gonna. Any take, of those droids in that lineup? That droid's really. gonna take you for a ride. Okay, so I think uh, I think spidery spidery droid from um from the 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 by the by lot there on Tatooine for sure would be Jazzy's choice because he's into that he's into that kinky shit. So I don't know if this is just me being a Trekkie. Or if I legitimately, like, I had to look this up, because <laughs> in the beginning of his question, I've, I've never heard the term nerf herder before. Oh, okay. And apparently it is a derogatory term for Star Wars origin. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, it's it's used in the movies. In the movies? Yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's an insult in the movies. Um, yeah, so you had yeah. to look it up. I knew I remember hearing it, but I, oh, I, I okay. just... I yeah. never. I'd, uh... There's a point where uh, where Le- Leia calls Han that, and and, uh, and right before it, she calls him Scruffy. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and he kind of gets all defensive. He's like, "Who are you calling Scruffy?" Just blows off the rest of it, you know, like, like yeah, <laughs> right. because he's you know this handsome, blah blah blah. Right. Yeah, but um, yeah, that those would be the droids I think uh, that we'd have to go with for sure. You know, a giant deposit bucket and uh, <laughs> and something that could pretty much uh, penetrate every orifice on Jazzy's body. At the same time, <laughs> <laughs> what's that other one? It's like R R two D eleven or something like that. Whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's, it's got like a like a. Uh, it's R two D two. It's kind of like a cone, yeah. It's kind of got like a cone head though. Its head's a little bit different than R two D two, but um, yeah. There's also that creepy see through robot that has like needles that gives. Uh, oh, yeah, no, it uh-uh. gives it gives Luke his robot arm in yeah. Empire Strikes Back. No, uh uh-uh. And it's got like that that like mask from like. Um, What's the, the moth from um, from Godzilla? Uh, Mothra. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Mo- it's Mothra. But. Yeah, but you know that how, how, the 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 mouth on Mothra that kind of sprays. Mm-hmm. He has that mouth, so maybe he could like you know do something no, crazy uh-uh. with that. Uh-uh. Yeah, nope. yeah, like in your butthole. Nope, I'm going with all eight of the other groups. <laughs> <laughs> that thing creeped me out. Yeah. Okay. Well, there, there you have it, guys. Uh, that's the answer to which droid would we bang. <laughs> Uh, uh, Dee for this week. Yep, Dee Dee <laughs> always always keeping it real. Thanks, yep. thanks for the question, Dee Dee. Thanks for uh, for keeping our Star Wars imaginations alive, um, guys. This pretty much wraps up episode eighty three of the uh, podcast. I just want to make a reference one more time that we are going to be shifting to two shows uh, at the start of the new year, and you're going to have the BXAP podcast, which will be the current news, the current games. Everything current going on in the gaming industry. And then Thursdays, we're going to have Retro Relapse, a.k.a. maybe a different name. But right now, we're just going to dub it Retro Relapse, which is going to be our retro show. So we're breaking the two apart so we can really dedicate uh, a good solid hour, hour 15, to each side. We can really get back to having a topic on each side, like what makes a game retro and things like that. You know, So um, that'll be starting the new year. You won't have to do a whole lot different uh, to, to listen to these shows. It'll all be on BXAB.com. It'll all be on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Let me try that again. TuneIn Radio and Overcast. So you'll you'll be able to check out all that stuff from the same locations. Yes, sir. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, the Detroit Beard Collective. Absolutely. I mean, if you have a man in your life that is going to open a stocking, you know, what, week and a half now? Oh, jeez. I know. That's less than that even now, is it? It's, it's yeah, what, it's like, about a week and a half. About, yeah, a, week about a week and a half, about yep. a week and a half away. If he opens his stocking on Christmas morning and there's not Beard Collective products in it, um, I mean, he needs to. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, you might have to pick it up locally, but you can go get him some great stuff when he opens that stocking. Give him all the necessary products that he needs to make his beard look amazing for you on Christmas Day. And remember when you do that to use the code BX8B on all orders over $25, you'll get 20% off your order. You can't beat it. Yeah. Save money. Make your make your, make your your beard look better. I mean, where, where is there, there? It's a win-win. Yeah. There's no loss. Win-win-win. Yeah. Win-win-win-win. Uh, guys, just want to say thank you. It's been, you know, we're, we're winding up here. We're, we're getting to the end of the year. 
Um, and I just want to say it's been a fantastic year at BXAP. We've done some amazing things from going to PAX Prime and going to our first video game convention and blowing our minds where we couldn't believe what we saw to, you know, opening up our own studio. And, uh, you know, the growth has been amazing. It's all thanks to everybody that's uh, been part of BXAP. So I want to say thank you to everybody that's listening to the show, that's joining us on the streams, that's coming to our public events. You know, um, we would be nothing without you guys. We're glad you enjoy the content, and we're excited to bring you more next year. That's why we're splitting it, because we want to bring you more content and, and, and more BX8B. Yeah, I mean, without you guys, uh, who knows where we'd be at. We've already got a lot of great things lined up for 16. we got the store opening up. we got the show that's going to become even better with more shows. That's um, right, yeah. We've got uh, the game studio opening yep. up in 2016. We'll be launching our we've, own video game. We've already got early PAX, uh, PAX tickets to uh, PAX South. PAX South in January. In January. Um, we've also got some events that are potential lines up, lineups for you know 2016. So yeah. stay tuned, guys. A lot of good stuff to come. So thanks again, guys. Uh, if for some reason your life gets busy and you don't get to listen to us uh, in the next couple weeks, have a fantastic holiday. Have a great new year. And uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, check us out, bxap.com. You can listen to everything right there. We air every Thursday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Overcast. Thanks for listening. This has been episode 83. We'll see you next week. And as always, game, game on. on. Wahoo! It's a me, a Mario. Thanks for listening to Bit by 8-Bit. Make sure you search us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube by searching BX8BGaming. Thank you for tuning in on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Overcast. And thanks for watching all of our streams all week long at twitch.tv slash bit by 8-bit. Game on.